like, die to yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. There's lots of things that Jesus has said that we wish, if we're being honest, He never said. I was the youngest of seven in my family. And my mom, God bless her, she's one of the sweetest, most caring people I know. And so here's what would happen. Here's what would happen. Anytime we were sick, she would always get us a cold cloth and maybe a little cup of 7-Up. And she would pray for us and she would encourage us. And if we actually threw up, she would clean it up, right? So one time, that didn't work out so well. I'm the youngest of seven, and I have an older sister. And one time, my mom was sick with the flu, and then I had the, the flu. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I got sick, right? Except, I didn't just get sick. I, like, made it to the bathroom. You know how it is when you wake up in the middle of the night, right? You're like, am I on Mars? Where am I? What's going on? Right? And then if you don't feel good, it's like you just stepped off some carnival ride, but really you just get up out of the bed, right? Yeah. Random side note question. Have any of you ever fallen asleep and woken up the next morning with gum or a cough drop stuck in your hair? <laughs> that is one of the weirdest sensations ever, right? Like, check it. Like, I don't even remember going to bed with a cough drop in my hair, but whatever. Or a cough drop in my mouth. But you get the point. So one night I'm sick, I wake up. And we're going to pretend that that stand right there where my notes are is the doorway to the bathroom, right? And the toilet is like where that black speaker is, right? And so I'm going to the bathroom when I'm holding it in. And by the way, at the beginning, that wasn't real vomit. I drank something nasty because I was pretending to vomit. Went over like a lead balloon. Glad you guys appreciated that. It was disgusting. Anyway, so I make it to the doorway of the bathroom, and I put my arm up, and I go, and I like, Splatter the entire bathroom, okay? Now, vomit is disgusting. But vomit is really disgusting when it comes out in a spray paint-like form, a.k.a. what we call splatter, right? So, I'm crying. I'm panicking that all of that just came out of my body. I mean, I'm kind of impressed, but mostly I'm just grossed out, right? <laughs> and so, I go to my older sister, and I go to her room, it's been a little I know not to wake up my mom because she's sick, right? So I'm like, <laughs> right? And I got like vomit starting to crust over, right? It's like all over me. And I'm like, and there's no answer. I'm like, <laughs> 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 and so I knock louder. There's probably crusty vomit on my knuckle. I don't know. So I knock louder. And she goes, why? And she's in high school, right? I'm just in elementary school. She's in high school. And she goes, what? I said, Andrea, I just threw up. <laughs> right? Like it's the end of the world. Dun, dun, dun. So you know what my sister does? This is what my older sister does. She comes to the bathroom. Her room was right across the hall. Lucky her. She comes to the bathroom. She leans on the doorpost and she goes, well, Clean it up. <laughs> and she stood there and watched me. So I'm on my hands and knees like, <laughs> Truth be told, there still might be some vomit in that bathroom somewhere. I don't know. But it was awful, but vomit is disgusting. And tonight we're talking specifically 
about Revelations 3.16. Revelation 3.16 says this, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. According to Webster.com, lukewarm means this, moderately warm, lacking conviction, half-hearted. We're not talking about like the temperature of food, right? Like I hate hot pizza, I hate cold pizza, but I love lukewarm pizza, right? It's just right. Lukewarm is a bad thing that Jesus is talking about in the Bible. And it means lacking conviction, half-hearted. Real talk, straight up, no beating around the bush tonight. We're having a family chat. We're having a family conversation. And luckily for you, I'm about 20 minutes late on starting, so i got to zip through real quick. How many of you, survey says, how many of you love Jesus? For real. No, like, for real, you love Jesus. Okay, hands down. How many of you have chosen to follow him the rest of your life? You're unashamed. You're like, I'm in it for the long haul. Jesus, I love you. You're my homie, BFF. What up? You're in my tribe, right? So, everyone say three places. You fit in one of three places tonight. You're either in the cold category, you're in the lukewarm category, or you're in the hot category. Every single person in this room tonight, adults included, fits in one of three categories, either cold, lukewarm, or hot. Obviously, the best case scenario is Jesus wants you hot. That means that you are lit up for Jesus. You love him. You cherish him. He is your number one. He is your everything. You can't stop thinking about him. You love to pray. You love to listen to how God is doing. Nobody has to beg you to worship. Insert crickets chirping. That was a little painful to write. Nobody has to beg you to worship. You're in the Word. You're in God's Word every day. And you're learning who He is and what it means to follow Him. Most of us in this room, if we're being gut level honest, cannot claim that to be true of ourselves. We cannot say that we're hot for Jesus tonight. If most of you in this room were hot for Jesus, then we wouldn't have to beg you to worship God. We wouldn't have to beg you. To be cold means that you don't know this supposed big G God whose name is Jesus who gave everything for you. Sure, maybe you've heard the stories, but you've never embraced them as true and you don't have an understanding of the gospel. Most of you in this room could not claim that to be true for yourselves. How many of you straight up have been coming to House of Faith since you were a kid? How many of you have been coming to House of Faith since you were in junior high? How many of you know someone that's been to House of Faith? How many of you have at least two House of Faith t-shirts? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. To be lukewarm means you're neither hot nor cold, but rather a mix of both. Let me make it real clear and easy for us to be understand. To be lukewarm is to be meh, meh, right? Shrug shoulders, lifeless. Sometimes you read your Bible. You love to worship at overnight camp. You might even make a monthly or yearly decision to follow Jesus. If the setting is just right and you've had just the right kind of day and the worship is just perfect enough, you might decide to follow Jesus. Then fast forward two, three months and you're back to cussing. You're back to fighting. You're back to cheating on your homework. You're back 
to disrespecting adults. That's not following Jesus. That is being lukewarm. Sometimes you're in it for real, and sometimes you're out of it. You never go anywhere with it. You never grow, progress, or mature. Unfortunately, most of us in this room know this to be true of ourselves. If we're being honest tonight. If we're being honest. There's no difference between worship at overnight camp and worship at 321. Did you know that? There is zero difference. And if you really love Jesus, you're going to worship regardless how the band sounds. There are countries in the world they don't have instruments. And if they get caught worshiping, their heads are going to get cut off. But I guarantee those are some of the most passionate, energetic worshipers of Jesus Christ that I've ever met in my life. You guys have a band. You have an air-conditioned building. I think it's broken tonight, but most of the time it works. You've got these really cool, fun lights. We even put the words on the screen for you. And you still don't worship. You know what that tells me? That tells me that you're lukewarm. That's what that tells me. There are three signs. Listen. There are three signs of a lukewarm person. Number one, you're apathetic. Apathetic means having or showing little or no emotion or feeling. Having little or no interest or concern. Apathetic to the things of God. Check this. You'd rather numb out and binge watch hours of ridiculous shows and movies but don't have, quote, time to read God's word. Am I stepping on anyone's toes? No? Okay. This just must be for me. You'll spend every single dime you have trying to have the latest and the greatest pair of Air Maxes and Nike Roshis and soccer cleats or technology. Y'all listen. I don't think you understand how serious this message is. You'll spend all your money chasing after the things of the world, but will never give back to God. You'll never give back to God. You'll listen to hours of music, terrible music, even memorizing the lyrics, but you refuse to memorize the Word of God. You'd rather scroll through your Facebook feed or Instagram and watch countless cat videos, but won't give five minutes to prayer. That's what we call... Junior high. Stop talking. I am playing tonight. That's what we call apathetic. Apathetic to the things of God. Second sign of a lukewarm person. You are so full of yourself. Every single day. Did you know that every single day we take one million selfies? One million selfies. And all of our culture and society points to the epidemic. Self, self, self. Me, me, me. Me, myself, and I. How many followers do I have? How many likes do I have? How many comments do I have? Stop! Stop! You might be the little G God of your universe, but you will never be the big G God who spins planets on his fingers and never drops a single one. You might be slick with your words and can win anyone over to your side of things, but you will never be the one who is the word and who breathes stars into the galaxy and calls them each by name. You may have hundreds or thousands of followers, but not one single 
follower will engrave your name on their hand and you will never count the hairs on their head like the big G God who does and who does way so much more than that. You eventually have to run out of yourself. You do. You do. And I don't know, this might be a newsflash to you, but the earth doesn't spin on your axis, buttercup. It's not about you. It's not about you. We have to crush these little g-gods and false idols of self. And that means being so focused and consumed with Jesus, you literally can't see anything or anyone else. Girls, do you hear that? Because you talk while I'm talking. That means being so distracted and focused on Jesus that you can't see anyone else but yourself. If you're lukewarm, you're full of self. John 3... 30 says this, he must become greater I must become less but not in today's world, here's what we say why do we have to worship so long why do we have to stand up I don't like that song I don't want to sit and listen, Tara's boring here's what, it's hot in here can you turn on the air conditioning it is on, it's broken yo we all sweat tonight you know what I'm saying but, but why are we worried about our comforts why are we worried about how the band sounds? You're missing the point. You're missing the point of big G God, Jesus Christ, who loves you. I don't want to read the Bible. I don't understand. I don't have time. I have homework. Me, 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 me. Stop. I've just about grown sick and tired of the me, myself, and die. Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, didn't even make it about Himself. The Bible says that He came to serve, not to be served, but to give His life as a ransom for many. That's a perfect Son of God. But that's polar opposite about how we live our lives, isn't it? We're like, who's going to serve me? Number three. Number three. If you're lukewarm, you refuse to listen. Pretty easy to understand this one. James 1, 22 to 24 says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. It doesn't say if you feel like it. <laughs> Do what it says. Hey, if you're having a good day, feeling on top of the world, why don't you go ahead and try God's way? It's fantastic. It doesn't say that. It's a command. It says, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Immediately. Jeremiah 17.23 says this, Yet they did not listen or incline their ears, but stiffened their necks in order not to listen or take correction. That is true of 70% of you in this room. You refuse to receive correction. If an adult asks you in this room to stop talking, you know what the response we get is? I can't even smack my lips that hard. Y'all like professional lip smackers, man. You like, miss, I wasn't talking. Like we're cooking up some story against you. You were still talking, man. Otherwise, we wouldn't tell tell you to stop talking. But most of you refuse to receive correction. And that's why you're getting detention. That's why you're getting in trouble. That's why you're getting ISS. 
And that's why supposedly your teachers are so mean and punking you out. Well, maybe if you would do the right thing and receive correction and show a little bit of respect, things would look a little bit different. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. Okay. Titus 1.16, I'm almost done. Listen. Listen to this. Go to the back now. Go. Go. Titus 1.16 says this. They claim to know God. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for anything good. Y'all come to the house of faith. You rock the house of faith shirt. You're like, oh, I love God. I want to follow God. I love Jesus. You might even worship. And you go to school the next day and you're cussing. And you know what you're doing? You're causing confusion. Because everyone else is like, hey, I thought you went to the house of faith. I thought you loved God. The Bible says that you are to be set apart. But see, if you're lukewarm, you refuse to listen. You refuse to listen. I wish Jesus never said these words about if you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of his mouth. I wish he never said these words because honestly, it kind of hurts my pride a little bit. It kind of steps on my own toes a little bit. The words of Jesus in this passage convict me to the core. It's the ultimate gut punch by God. And I'm left with a choice. I'm not up here talking at you. I'm talking to myself. Because you know who this word is for? It's for me too. I haven't figured it out. Romans 3.23 says that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of the God. In, in, in translation, in short, you and I have equally messed up and we get it wrong all the time. And so tonight, I'm left with a choice and you're left with a choice. We either turn and repent or we'll be vomited out of the mouth of God. The translation we read so that Jesus would spit us, would spit us out of his mouth. But that doesn't truly convey what it really means. The image is intensely strong and denotes deep disgust and loathing. Vomiting is violent. I have another incredible vomiting story. But I'll spare you. I'll spare you. It happened four years ago. I'll spare you. Vomiting is violent. This picture of Jesus in Revelation, it's not the cute, cuddly Jesus holding a baby lamb. It's the fierce, strong, and just Jesus who will himself become the lamb who takes your place and my place on the cross. We get our English word emit from the Greek word for vomit. We also get the word emetic from this word. An emetic is a mixture of glob that doctors give to people who swallow poison. And the one purpose of emetic is to induce vomiting in that person so that they will throw up the poison and not lose their lives. There is nothing mediocre about Jesus. He wants nothing to do with, meh, Christianity. It makes him want to throw up. So as always, when confronted with the words of Christ which conflict with our own, we have a choice. Keep living mediocre lives and eventually be vomited out by Christ. That's God's word. That's true. 
Terry didn't make that up. This ain't no chicken soup for the soul. This ain't no hypothesis theory. This is a video that was shared on Facebook by 9 million people and their second cousins. This is true from the word of God. Revelation 3, chapter 3, verse 16 says, Oh, I wish that you would either be hot or be cold. But because you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus don't lie. He ain't a fibber. So you have a choice and I have a choice. Either we will keep going down this path and living a mediocre life and eventually be vomited out of the mouth of Christ or we repent. We fall flat on our faces and confess our own wickedness to God. The journey to the cross didn't take place so that you could have a camp high in the summer and then struggle all year long at school. The thorns that Jesus took on his head which pierced capillaries and veins and caused blood vessels to erupt, was it for you to waste your life making much of yourself? To repent means to go one way, but to stop, literally turn 360 degrees and go the opposite way. But this is what we try to do. We try to walk a line like, ooh, I'm going to love Jesus on Mondays, but on Tuesdays I kind of hang with my crew and it's fun to tell dirty jokes, so I'm going to do that. And then we might, we might hang with Jesus on Wednesdays because maybe we go to church somewhere which all of you need to be going to church. So on Wednesday we might hang with Jesus but then oh Friday night after the football game we're going to chill with our homies and, and they think it's kind of uncool to talk about Jesus so we ain't going to really talk about Jesus. And Jesus is saying, stop! Stop being lukewarm. You have a choice tonight. You have a choice and I have a choice. We either keep living this lukewarm life or we turn and we repent. The Bible says it is far better for you to have no knowledge of God than to have knowledge and yet live your life as if you don't. Did you catch that? Look, I'm done after this. The Bible says it is far better for you to have no knowledge of who Jesus Christ is than for you to know who He is but live as if you don't. Did you catch that? Not a single one of you in this room have an excuse tonight. If you fit in the lukewarm category, if you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm apathetic and kind of all about me and I don't really like listening to anyone, then you're lukewarm. And if that's you, Jesus tonight is saying, stop, turn around. Stop riding the fence. Stop pushing the edge. Stop playing God. One day Jesus Christ is going to return. And it says that everyone on earth will be gathered up with him. And one day we will all, literally every single one of us, me, Kenzie, Michael, Casey, Mike, Eva, Miss Stacy, Dalen, even Kevin, Bob, man, Kevin, all of you, it says that we are going to stand face to face in front of Jesus. Can you imagine the beauty, the wonder, the power, the glory? And you know what's not going to matter? It's not going to matter how many followers you had on Instagram. It's not going to matter how many likes you had on Facebook. It's not going to matter who was in your posse or who wasn't. It's not even going to matter who you dated your first two years of high school. None of it matters. All that will matter is how you either lived your life for Jesus or you didn't. And I guarantee you on that day, if you are lukewarm, 
If you're riding the fence, if you're trying to put one foot to follow Jesus and one foot to do your own thing, Jesus will literally vomit you out of his mouth and it will be too late. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are millions of people. There are millions of people who will spend forever and ever and ever and ever in hell, forever separated from the one true God, the big two, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Stop playing God, you're not. Now here's the good news. It's not too late for you. If that's you tonight, then all you gotta do is make a choice and say, you know what, I'm done. And we confess our sins to God and we just repent. We say, God, I'm so sorry. That's me, and I want to do it right. So here's what we're going to do without talking. This is between you and the Lord, not you and anyone else. If that's you, and you recognize that you've been lukewarm, and you walk with Jesus, if you've been playing a game, putting up a front, living a two, two-edged life, and you want it to be different, if you want to repent tonight and tell God you're sorry, and turn around and go the other way, then I just want you to get on your knees. Right where you're at without talking. If that's you and you're ready to make a change and you're ready to say, God, I'm going to do things your way and not my way, then I want you to get on your knees. We're going to pray together. Shh, no one talking. Don't miss this opportunity to make it right with God. We're not promised tomorrow. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to give you real talk as your big sister tonight because some of y'all be playing games. And I don't think you understand the reality of God's word and how things really are. So if that's you and you're on your knees. I want you to repeat after me. Everyone else be quiet. Say, God, you know everything. God, you see everything. You know, I've done it wrong. You know, I've cared more about myself than I do you. God, tonight, I repent. God, I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for getting it wrong. God, would you forgive me? Would you clean out my heart? Get rid of the bad things. Give me a new mind. Give me a new heart. God, teach me how to walk in a way that honors you. God, Jesus, you are God. I am not. Jesus, You are God. I am not. I love you. Thank you for the rest of my life. Thank you for a new chapter. Walk with me. Talk to me. Help me. I love you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for never giving up on me. Help me. To be lit for you. In Jesus' name, amen.